Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show, and this is kind of a special episode because we've got we've got a pretty cool person joining us from a championship winning sports team that everybody would have heard of, I think, out there. Um, my guest today is Kelly Kaufman. She's the Chief Human Capital Officer for the 2021 World Champions Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, she's also, she well, she's done lots of cool things in terms of reinventing the HR department over there. With over 20 years of HR experience, Kelly joined the Bucks staff as an HR executive with the task of creating the organization's first HR department from the ground up. The, the HR function at the Bucks was, was implemented to set the foundation in building a world-class sports organization by supporting the team's long-term strategy and goals, including the construction of Pfizer Forum, uh, practice facility and ancillary development that will increase the breadth of the, the Bucks' reach in the community. Kelly, welcome to the show today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I, uh, I, I, I'm such a brute, eh? Sometimes I, I, I stumble over my basketball pronunciations. Um, but uh, let, let's continue through anyway. Um, firstly, Kelly, beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you start by introducing yourself to our audience? Yes, thanks. Hi, everyone. So glad to be here. As I said, um, my name is Kelly Kaufman. I'm the head of HR for the Milwaukee Bucks and fortunate enough to oversee not just the NBA team, but also Pfizer Forum, which is our arena and the Deer District, um, which surrounds the building as well. So I'm sure many of you saw our, our district in action during the NBA finals. Um, so we support all of the staff that, that operates all of that um, ancillary development we have, like you mentioned, the district, our practice facility. Um, we just broke ground last week on a hotel in the district as well. So a lot of real estate development going on um, that I oversee from an HR perspective as well. And we have a G League team called the Wisconsin Herd, which is located in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, 90 minutes north of here as well as an esports team, Bucks Gaming, which plays in the NBA 2K League. So a lot going on from an HR perspective um, within our organization, and I'm really happy to have the opportunity to support it. Wonderful. Thank you very much. So let's get into it then, and uh, let's, let's not beat around the bush here today, Kelly. I think we just need to get into what I, I believe our listeners are, are most keen to hear about, and that's that's your experiences of running an arena and and winning a championship during a, a tumultuous time, really. I mean, what what a crazy, topsy-turvy time it must have been for you. Um, you must have had such highs, but also there have been a bunch of lows for everyone, of course, over the last 18 months. Take some time now, if you don't mind, and and tell our listeners about the, the past 18 months for you and, and, and your team. Yeah, absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head, the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. So we'll start low and then end up in the best possible place where we can at an NBA championship. Um, so 18 months ago, during the, the beginning of the pandemic, um, we operate in sports and entertainment, which is probably the worst industry to be in, <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic when your business model is having the most people in one place um, as humanly possible for us to be able to generate as much revenue as we can. Um, so when the um, the team stopped playing in March of 2020, um, we took a step back. Obviously, you know, with things changing very quickly, 
um, and shut down the arena and unfortunately had to furlough all of our part-time staff at that point and kind of just put the entire organization on pause um, when that happened. So um, we ended up, you know, keeping people involved, starting everything up as, as all the other HR professionals um, on listening can attest to really revitalizing the organization in a way that was very different from what we were used to. Our role is so incredibly important in person um, with the, the product that we have. It's all about um, creating experiences. We had to take a step back from that and figure out how we did it um, you know, virtually instead of in person. So we got all of our staff set up to work from home very quickly, um, really changed the way from a cultural perspective that we interacted with one another. Um, we did a lot of, in, of town halls virtually, tried to communicate as much as possible with our staff so people still felt connected. Um, you know, we went through that and Unfortunately, had to go through some furlough um, time with our full-time staff as well um, as the pandemic continued on. Um, we had people who were out on furlough um, for anywhere from three to six months as things wound down. Um, then the NBA was fortunate enough and I think came up with an amazing plan to get the team back to playing in the bubble in Orlando. Um, so when that happened, we sent a lot of staff down to be able to help support the team. Um, our chefs, for example, went down so that they could continue to cook healthy food and, and make sure that we were on top of the nutrition and the health of our players um, while they were there. So we didn't have tickets to sell, but we did have in-game entertainment to put on while the team was away. So. Our crew had virtual activities for certain fans and season ticket holders, and we had to get very creative with what we did um, when the team was away to, to keep that engagement up as much as we could. Um, so from there, the season ended. Um, the season schedule um, within this business is very, very cyclical. So it, it's been weird for these last couple of years to go from something that was very set from a schedule perspective to have to be very fluid um, and, and, you know, turn on a dime and be able to change things up to um, support the team and, and have people be able to participate in the season. So when we came back to Wisconsin and opened last season at Pfizer Forum, we did so without fans. Um, so what all 30 teams are doing at this point in time is monitoring their local um, health department's guidelines as to, you know, can we have fans? Can we not have fans? Are they um, needing to be masked? Are they needed to be vaccinated? Um, you know, and everyone is managing that based upon their state and their city guidelines. Um, so when we did start, it was no fans, but we still had to run the building. So we had to take Pfizer Forum from being dormant, so to speak, um, just like you would with your house, kind of shutting it down for the winter almost, um, starting everything back up. Um, we did a lot of changes to the building itself to be able to make it safe for fans to come back in. So there was a lot of work and a lot of creativity on our operations team's perspective um, to get the building ready to host fans in a pandemic. Um, we had to change the way that we did our ticket processes. So um, when we were able to start to have fans back in, um, there are different criteria that they have to meet depending upon where they're sitting within the arena itself. So courtside seat holders, for example, had a testing protocol that they had to follow before being allowed to sit in the seats. 
um, our number one priority is effect is protecting the health and safety of our players and our coaches and our staff and our fans that are coming into the building. So a lot of guidelines from the NBA perspective to follow on top of those state and um, city guidelines that I was discussing too. So we went from no fans opening the building, but still having our security team there, our guest services team, people to make the building run, our in-game entertainment team, um, our, our stats crew, everyone in there to, per, to host the game, um, but without fans. And as the season went on, we were able to start to trickle fans in, which, um, you know, really led to um, having more staff enter the building. We had to train our staff very particularly on how to manage COVID. Um, for a while, there was a mask mandate within the city of Milwaukee. So our guest services staff had to make sure that people in the seats were masked at all times. And I think as all of us can attest, um, there there are times when people are very compliant and there are times when people aren't. And, you know, that's a, that's a very difficult job for them to be able to manage um, with people who aren't. So it was training them and, and talking them through how to do that. Um, and then, you know, the team performed incredibly well. And, and as the playoffs went on, we were able to add more and more fans to the building, which was great because, uh, again, bringing us back to what we do for a living and creating an experience. And it's a, a huge motivating factor for the team to be able to have fans in. Um, and as the playoffs went on, we were able to ramp all the way up to having um, very close to a full building by the time we were in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Finals. Um, went from no fans to a full building, and not only that, but in game six when we won the championship, we had 250,000 people in the district surrounding the arena itself. So the entire state of Wisconsin, city of Milwaukee, people from all over came in to, if they didn't even have a ticket within Pfizer Forum, had the opportunity to be on the property to be able to watch the team win it all, which was an incredible opportunity. So Long story short, the lowest of the lows, unfortunately, furloughing people, not having the work to be able to have people to do and really struggling through that heartbreaking time to the highest of the high where winning it all is is something um, from a career perspective that is undescribable with how it feels. I was able to to be there with my kids and we experienced that together and having them lay on the court and make snow angels out of confetti that had fallen from the rafters when we won is something that I'll never forget and being able to hold that trophy for the first time with them um, was an amazing opportunity so um, a lot a lot of people did so much work to be able to get us to that stage and especially from a creativity and a making it work perspective and you know just digging in and, and getting it done um, to see the team win it all after that was just so unbelievably rewarding. And I'm sure later on, I'm, I'm going to invite Kelly to uh, tell tell you listeners how how uh, you can connect with her. But uh, when you do get to her LinkedIn profile, that there's there's her holding a giant trophy and she's got a giant smile on her face as well, which I just think is awesome. Um, okay, so talk a little bit about uh, the, the the win then. Um, uh, what what did the on court success mean for the overall? culture at the Bucks. I mean, you, as you were speaking about just then, you had an enormous challenge with things like onboarding a bunch of new folk, I guess, after layoffs and things and, and doing so um, under some pretty strict uh, 
uh, strict, strict conditions for a while there before things did open up. And, and my goodness me, it's fantastic to see full stadiums again. So since, since the victory o- over the Phoenix Suns, it, it must have been a pretty buzzing place to work. Tell, tell, me, tell me about the company culture now. What, what is that buzz? What is that feeling like? <laughs> it is honestly the best feeling in the world. I mean, when we, we won, we, we had a, an amazing little after party as soon as um, the game was over where we had all of our staff upstairs in our panorama club, which overlooks the court and popped all the champagne bottles and, and, and really had a chance to kind of soak it in for a little bit. And then from there it was, you know, things that you don't think about. We planned a parade. Our, our head of marketing, Dustin Godsey and his team did an unbelievable job turning around as you can imagine, an incredibly huge event. Um, we had to have double-decker buses wrapped in championship um, uh, logos and um, have all of this stuff come together within 48 hours. So all of our staff had the opportunity to ride in the parade um, and, you know, really take part in the overall celebration that we had um, that the city put on for the team. It was unbelievable. Um, and from there, it, it's just really blossomed. I mean, there's something to be said about recruiting um, when you do have an NBA championship team. Um, the, the eyes were on the city of Milwaukee when we won. And I think that, you know, what we've done for these last seven years that we've all been working together to build the culture of the organization really shined, um, you know, throughout that finals period of time. And it does make things a lot easier from a recruitment perspective. Um, the positivity, you know, when you're looking at a small market team like this, we have to be more creative um, a lot of times than some of the other teams have to be. So um, we're willing to try everything. We're known as being very forward thinking. Um, we're risk takers. We want to be the best of the best and we'll, you know, get creative and do what it takes in order to do that. And I think, again, a lot of that shines through. So um, we've had some unbelievable candidates reach out to us, you know, to want to join the team. Um, You know, the success on the court really did put us on the map in a lot of ways, um, you know, that hadn't happened before. So especially, you know, our season ticket base has bumped back up to um, pre-pandemic levels, which is amazing. The business is is doing very well um, in a time where, you know, when when you think about it, we only had fans in the building for a few months prior to winning. So that was a whole year and a half of the team earning no money, making no revenue um, or or a very small amount to being able to turn on the fire hose, so to speak, and and get everything back up and running very quickly. Um, So we're looking forward to next season. We're back on a regular schedule now. We're back to, you know, our our first game is October 19th when we'll raise the banner and, and get our rings um, and really be able to go back into a season, hopefully, you know, with what we're used to and, and what we had ended up back in 2019. What a time to be in Milwaukee, eh? Uh, not only is it the home of Arthur Fronzarelli, the coolest dude ever, um, but it's also now home home of the champs. Uh, okay, so let's go back a little bit further, though, um, and, and talk about your, your initial time. Uh, with, with the Bucks, and, and you had you had some challenges when you when you, when you uh, when you became the, the the leader of the HR initiatives over there. You you brought the Bucks out of administrative chaos, I understand, by by building its HR team from 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 the scratch. Um, what were some of the biggest challenges associated with creating an HR program from from the ground up, Kelly? 
Yes, I think administrative chaos was, is probably the best adjective that you could have used to describe it. Um, so the team had not had anyone working in HR prior to um, me joining the organization seven years ago. So um, some of the HR functions were handled by the finance department, as well as you know recruiting done by each individual manager of different departments. There really weren't any processes or policies in place. So the best thing is the day I started and I, I came in and, and was introduced to the staff and got to meet some of the people, I was literally getting hugs and thank you so much for being here and oh my goodness, do we need help? You know, and I think, you know, task number one was just putting guidelines around things and, and putting in policies and putting in plans and really trying to unravel why some of the things were the way that they were. Um, prior to, to starting. And, you know, it took some time, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, this is a very cyclical business and certain things happen at certain periods of the season, um, you know, just by nature of, of the, the schedule of the team. Um, in season is very different than off season. So it took a whole year for sure to be able to to start to, to get planning together and, and unravel things, like I said, and, and really, um, starting over from scratch. So the biggest challenge was kind of figuring out those different pieces. The, what wasn't a challenge was the acceptance and the support. And um, one of the things that I'm very proud of, of you know, working with this organization for, for the last seven years is they really value HR. We're a true partner to, to the um, organization in, in all facets from every department, our basketball organization, Pfizer Forum, and you know, we've had a lot to learn over these last seven years with starting with an NBA team that wasn't running a building to constructing our own arena. How do we open the arena, um, putting all the policies, plans in place to staff up that arena, hiring thousands of people, you know, in the meantime, bringing on a G League team, which is starting a brand new business as well. I mean, we've had something that we've done throughout that seven years that's been brand new um, all the time, every year, and we've really found a way to um, be able to support that again, being a partner, learning what is important within each different um, piece of the organization that we have. Um, my team is very, very involved with each of the, the departments that they oversee, and, and it's the most important thing for them to know the business inside out, up and down, um, and I think that that's one of the things that sets us apart and really gives us the opportunity to be the best that we can be to to handle a lot of the people issues that we have and allow our team to be able to you know do what they're good at they don't have to worry about their employee benefits they don't have to worry about you know compensation we're going to coach them through any performance issues that are going on they know that we have their back for those kind of things and and i think that that creates a lot of um calm a lot of um you know comfort that were there for them for whatever the issue may be to allow them to be their best and, and to reach the next level. Super, thank you very much. Now, Kelly, I, I understand that uh, CHROs from, from the 30 NBA franchises, in, including the, the fantastic Toronto Raptors listeners. Oh, there you go. That's that's my team. Now you know. Um, I, I understand that they all get together from time to time. Um, and... I mean, one would assume that you know th things are competitive and and and, uh, 
perhaps perhaps each of you keep things cl- close to your chests. But if that's not the case, Kelly, and, and, and it is quite a collaborative environment when you do get together, I'd love to hear from you. What, what have been some of the biggest recent results from exchanging ideas and, and making recommendations within that very exclusive peer group? What I love about this peer group, and I think it, you you hit the nail on the head there, it, on the court, we're very competitive. Behind the scenes, all 30 teams are so incredibly supportive. I'll say that the minute that the buzzer rang and we won the championship, um, some of my colleagues at the teams reached out to me. They were some of the first people to text me and congratulate me. And um, it, it's just, it's a family in so many ways. Um, you know, when you're looking at HR, HR is HR. I think, you know, no matter what industry you're in and that, you know, your job is to take care of the people. And, and a lot of the issues are the same. And a lot of the, the pain points are the same, depending on, you know, what industry you work at. But there are some things that are incredibly unique to working in an NBA franchise. I mean, I can't go out and benchmark mascot uh, positions without my 29 HR colleagues with, from the other teams. So we really do lean on one another for that. Um, we'll call each other, especially, you know, I would say the smaller market teams are very close to one another too, because we have different challenges than some of the larger market teams do, for example. Um, and so it, we're very tight when it comes to, hey, how are you paying this type of a position? Have you had this issue with workers' comp, for example, have you had this issue when you're doing return to the office, um, you know, through the pandemic? How are you compensating your sales team through a pandemic? You know, all of those different kind of issues, we all pick up the phone and talk to one another about very, very frequently. Um, the league also has um, a, a HR contact that supports all 30 teams as well, so we can reach out directly to him, and, and he'll get us information. You know, if it's a one-off type of a thing or there's a question from another team or, hey, we're looking to set up an org chart and run this, this specific department, what are other teams doing? Um, they're always there to support us. Um, they also have a, an amazing analytics team as well who we do our employee engagement surveys directly with the league and they help us administrate and support that. Um, you know, a lot of the teams, these are small organizations. We have 300 employees to support all those different businesses that I discussed. So there are times that my team is, is um, seven people, including me. So there are times when we don't have the bandwidth to be able to do some things that we're able to reach out to the league and have them help us with, which is an unbelievable support. Kelly, we are almost at the end of this interview today. Just two more questions for you. Um, and this one's kind of maybe as a bit of a wrap up question in a way, maybe recapping some of the things that you've shared so far. Uh, but I'd, I'd love to get, you know, from the perspective of a senior HR pro at a championship winning team and any any final tips for hr leaders out there looking to change up their corporate i gotta say every time i hear the championship <laughs> team i smile so i have a very big smile right now um i think the most important part from to, to be an hr leader is really to spend that time with the leaders within the organization and again to just learn every single part of the business and always be there to help i am not one that waits for someone to come to us and say, hey, we're having this issue. We are involved 24 seven with the team and with everyone that we support so that, 
you know, they know it's part of their, their nature and it's part of, you know, just what we do from a cultural perspective that if something doesn't feel right or something is going amazing, call HR and let's celebrate it or let's fix it. And um, they know that we, you know, we move very, very quickly. This isn't an organization where we have a lot of red tape. It's, hey, we have this idea. This is going to make this culture great. This is going to make the organization better. Let's just do it, um, you know, and to be able to participate and, um, you know, really lead that charge is something that I am just incredibly proud of and that I would encourage people, the more you can know about the business, um, the better. And, you know, we have learned how to take tickets. We've had our team members who have worked security at the arena. Um, anytime that we can get hands on with what we do, it makes us better recruiters and it makes us better HR professionals. Wonderful. And just finally for today, Kelly, how can our listeners connect with you, whether that's through LinkedIn or elsewhere? And again, if you go to Kelly's LinkedIn profile, you will see a giant trophy. Um, and, and, and of course, how can they how can they sign up and become a fan of the fantastic Bucks? They can definitely go to Bucks.com and our schedule is there. Um, ticket pricing is there. Come and visit us. Would love to do that. We hold HR events every season um, where we do some great HR activities um, with local HR professionals to talk through ideas and issues and then join a game afterwards. Um, please find me on LinkedIn. You can also email me anytime at kkaufman at bucks.com. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Kelly, and although I'm definitely going to hound you about doing another interview in the future, but for today, thank you so much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you so much. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.